Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. Good morning. It's just brilliant to see you, to welcome you this morning. If it's your first time with us, a very special welcome to you. We're going to continue a series that we've been looking at together called The Heart of Worship. I want to take a few moments this morning. We're going to take up the theme of worship. And yes, I haven't misspelt it. That's exactly what I want to aim to talk about just for a few moments and I've set a time so I know I can keep to a certain time this morning. Uh, worship. Giving God worship because he's worthy and acknowledging his worth. And what does that mean and how do we do that? And I'm going to do that just in, a, in about 20 minutes. So, so hang on to your seats just for a moment or two. It, it's interesting that the, the, word, the English word that we have, worship, the word worship, um, is an old, it's a translation of an old English word, so it goes back many centuries, called worship or weerskeep. Weerskeep is what is translated today, many centuries later, as worship. And uh, weerskeep literally means to ascribe ultimate value, um, to recognize the value of God and ascribe the value that he deserves. That's what it means to worship. And so when we worship, and we've been looking at this, and I haven't got time, you have to, maybe you can listen online, you can catch a number of other messages from a number of weeks ago. We understand that our ascribing value, giving worth to God, is not just when we're singing together, and this is part of it, and, and we're blessed with an amazing worship team, and we've come together, and, but we're ascribing value. As we're singing, we're, we sing not because of what I can get, but it's what I can give to God. I give you value, I give you honour, I give you praise, because you are ultimately valuable. Value above all things. Jesus speaks about the kingdom of God being like pearl of great price. It's priceless. It's, so God is incredibly valuable. And so when we worship and we bring our lives, we, we can live a life that ascribes value to God. That's, that's the understanding. And so this is this is what uh, we want to take a few moments on. If you have a Bible, turn with me to, it's not going to come up on screen, this one, to uh, Psalm 18, verses 1 to 3. And uh, David, right, uh, we're going to, a few quotes from, from a man called David, who became a great king of Israel, was a young shepherd, defeated a giant called Goliath, become one of the greatest kings Israel has ever known, and was ascribed by God, saying, God said of David, he's a man, a person after my own heart got the heart of God. Very few people throughout the Bible have been given that term. So it's amazing. So David, uh, he wrote, wrote quite a number of the Psalms, not all of them. The Psalms are spiritual poems and songs, quite a lot of them penned by David, who had a heart after God. So if you read the Psalms, which is what we're going to aim to do over the summer period, but that's another story. I mentioned that in a few weeks. We, we, there's a series over the summer for us to take away in the Psalms. Uh, where we can ascribe value to God. And this is in Psalm 18, Psalm 18, verses 1 to 3. 
3, we read, this is from the NIV, I love the Lord my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation. The word horn often means strength in, in uh, the Old Testament. And the strength of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who, and this is it, who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise. D David understood what it is, the value of God, the ultimate priceless nature of knowing God and being forgiven by God and having a relationship with God. To David, this was everything. He still made mistakes in life and we will make mistakes. But it's in worship, we acknowledge the value of who God is and what he has done and is doing. We acknowledge the very priceless, ultimate nature of the wonder and beauty of God. And we give our lives in awe and response to say, I just want to live for you. And so David says, I called on the Lord. You, 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 you see in the beginning there, he's my strength, my deliverer, my rock, my refuge, my stronghold, my salvation. You know, I haven't read the whole psalm, but you can tell from the very beginning that God was everything. Andrew's so right in saying, you know, what we, what we like, what we think what we know, but what we truly need. God is whom we truly need. And David acknowledged this need and the priceless nature of the relationship with God. He said, you're worthy. And he, he, he echoes something that John in the letter, the book of Revelation says, worthy is the lamb. He has a revelation of God of how awesome and his majestic nature and how valuable and amazing God is and my relationship and the forgiveness of God. And so John says in Revelation chapter five, worthy, worthy is the lamb seated on the throne. So we see this with David. He, he, he acknowledges the worth. He gives God worth, Skeep. He's worthy. And he, he lives a life that he seeks to live a life that's worthy of that, the worth of God. He recognizes that God desires, desires and deserves all worship, all praise, all honor, all lives turned to him. That's what God deserves. That's his merit and of who he is and the holy God. But, you know... Uh, so David, as I said, is a man after God's own heart. So, and he understood the worth and worthiness of God. And th this is something for you and I this morning, is acknowledging the worth and worthiness of God, uh, understanding that and having a fresh revelation of that. And it's that that I want to take a few moments to look at in the next few minutes. So um, David understood the worthiness of God and the worth of God. Now, now, look at this. This is an amazing verse. Turn with me to 2 Samuel 24. So it's 2nd book of Samuel, chapter 24 and verse 24. So there was a great worshipper. The Psalms are worship. They're poems. They're, they're, they're songs. David gives his heart to God. We saw that in the Psalm. Samuel, in the 2nd second book of Samuel, chapter 24, verse 24, we, we hear David's, David looks to buy a piece of land a threshing floor, in actual fact, so they can build an altar for God to worship on. That's the gist of 2 Samuel 24. We're not going to read the whole chapter. I haven't got the time, but I'd love you. I want to give you the context so I don't quote a, a verse out of context, okay? And in 2nd book of Samuel, chapter 24, David has a conversation with a man called Aruna. And Aruna owns a threshing floor. And at this place, David wants to to get purchase that piece of land so that he can build an altar to worship God, right? And uh, during the course of the discussion, 
you know, they're negotiating. And uh, Aruna says, um, he says to him, my king, you deserve, you know, you're so worthy. You deserve this. Yeah, I'll get, take this. You, it's free. David being the king and the king, the kings were entitled to everything. That was his entitlement. And then David says these amazing words. And this gives the heart of David. It's in verse 24. So that's the backdrop. Verse 24, but the king replied to Aruna, no, I insist on paying for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. Ba-boom. That's the punchline. That's the, that's the winner. That's the, that's, the, that's the thing for this morning. David says, yeah, I, you could give me this for free, but God is so worthy. He's worth everything. It's not right for me just to do this, and it costs me nothing. Pinch yourself for a moment. It's quite incredible. David was entitled, but he says, no. My entitlement means nothing. We live in an entitled age today with our rights and privileges, don't we? And David says, no. If I'm going to worship God, I will not give him. I won't sacrifice that which costs me nothing. And so he pays a price for it. And this is the thought this morning. When we come and worship God, for our worship to be worth-ship, to acknowledge the worth, and for him to give our lives that is worthy, for he is worthy, there is a cost to your and my consecration. For you and I, as we worship God, there, there, there's a price. There's a price of our lives. It costs Jesus his very lifeblood. No wonder they say, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive honour, wisdom, glory and power. Revelation chapter 5, read it, it's amazing. It's about all the worthiness of God. There, there comes, Jesus modelled the cost. When he, it, so heaven for you and I is a free gift, absolutely, because there's nothing I could do to earn the love of God. And yet, the flip side of that is that Jesus pays the price with his own lifeblood as he's given himself in sacrifice. And so there is this sense that in my worship, there is a sense where I can come and worship God and I come along, or I can worship God with my whole heart and my very life where I count the cost of living for his glory. And it's a beautiful cost. It's a beautiful way. It's a beautiful life. And um, it's really interesting. So it's interesting. Uh, Isaac Watts, the great hymn writer, he said it, he, 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 um, he said it this way in the refrain to his great hymn. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Love. I, I'm not going to sing that refrain to you. Andrew will instead. <laughs> no, your mum will. Oh, no. <laughs> but, oh, I've got your mum singing, ringing in my ears as I read these words. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life and all. So Isaac Watts understood the worth of God when he, when he penned 
It's very biblical. And so there is this, there's a, there's a, there's a, it's incumbent on us. There's a, there's a demand upon our lives. Now, it's interesting. David again. Here we go. We're going to look at David again. Remember the man after God's own heart who said, God is so worthy, who also said, I won't, give, I won't sacrifice that which cost me nothing. Here, we come back to a psalm now. It's, it's amazing. David's life. No wonder God said he's got heart that I love. Um, David says, uh, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. He says in the psalm there, who may ascend? He asks a rhetorical question. Who may ascend the presence of God? Who may worship God? Who may come into God's presence, the, the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his presence, the holy place? And, and then he answers by saying, the God answers by saying, the one who has clean hands, pure heart, and who does not trust his soul to an idol. There's a cost to consecration. You know, I will not give God that which costs me nothing. So, and, and this is the cost. Uh, this is it. Clean hands, pure heart, and not, does not trust our soul to an idol. Clean hands. The hands represent the whole of life. So it's a life devoted and given over to God. That's your leisure. That's your habits. <laughs> it's your work, family, life, love, relationship. The whole totality of... Hands, as we my whole, take my whole life, love so amazing, so divine, demands my life, my whole, my soul, my all. And so, and so the, the, there is this, this giving of our lives and coming back again and again. You know, David tripped up. David tripped up on a number of occasions, quite a lot in his life. But he came back again and again, came back again and again. And we see, and this is the aspect of if, 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 it's, if it's, there's going to be, there's this cost of our worship, as it were. It, he goes on to say, clean hands, pure heart. A pure heart, an undivided heart. A heart that is given for his glory. We've said that worship is an abandoned heart. I, I would say worship is our abandoning our hearts into the hands of a loving saviour. The whole of my heart. And you know, if, if, if other stuff encroaches on my life and has your heart, and we've looked at this at great length, haven't we? There's been a, quite a number of weeks, so I'm not going to labour it this morning, but just it's interesting that David says this, that who or what has your heart? The heart, where the heart is, that's where treasure, that's what we treasure. That's where our treasure is, wherever the heart. And, and, so, and so you and I can, there are many things today that can, that can have an effect on your heart, to pull at your heart, to divide your heart, to, to, to water down that heart, or to, to stifle that passion for Jesus. And, uh, and you and I know that there's the, the normal stuff of life. And that's why we come back again and again and say, this is my life. That's what worship is. It's giving our lives afresh. It's much more than singing songs, or those songs that's part of it, and how wonderful that that is. And, and then he goes on to say, in that, in that cost, and does not trust in an idol, does not trust in an idol, uh, nor swear by any false god. Uh, I, I, idol, you, you might say, well, I don't bow down to, a, you know, an eye, a golden calf in my garden, or a, 
a Buddha under me fountain or whatever it is you have in your garden. I don't know my, I don't know what you have in your garden. But I, I don't bow down to it. But an idol is anything that you give your heart and life to. You know, it used to be the old TV series, Pop Idol. We just want to be someone that everybody loves and worships. And so whatever we give our, you know, I know some people, I wouldn't say it's anyone here, I don't know anyone here that gives their heart to their car or their house or that promotion. It's not wrong to have a car, it's not wrong to have a house and it's not, definitely not wrong to have a promotion. All these things are good in the whole mix of life. But it's where our heart is given to, ultimately. What divides and takes hold of my heart. And so we can have lots of different idols. Some people have a, their own opinion. I'm right, you're wrong. It's, you've idolised your own opinion. And so it, what has our hearts? And it's interesting what's linked to that, nor swear by any false god. And you, you, you don't have to say, um, make an oath Say as a Freemason or whatever it might be to, to, to Jabulon. That's, that's what Freemasons do, by the way. They give their hearts and lives to Jabulon. Uh, you might not realise that, but they do. And, uh, but if we, if we follow the things of this world, this age, and we give our hearts are given over to the things of this age, you find that you end up speaking the things of this age and the philosophy of this age or swear by an idol. Isn't that interesting? And so you and I find lots of Christians that will say stuff and uh, that's not biblical. As if that's, that's absolutely, that's in the Bible, that's right. And, and yet it's, it's a view of this age. And we can find ourselves, if we're not careful, as believers, when our hearts get divided and get taken up and, and, we, I, and, and we follow, you begin to idolize, you don't realize this, we end up, we speak the philosophy of this age. There's a whole thing at the moment about gender and identification and, 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 and so much other stuff in life. And so we do not trust in an idol nor swear by any false god. Wow. So, that's all well and good. And with this we'll close. Uh, so I've been speaking for 17 minutes so far. Not long, is it? No, no, that's not bad going, is it really? I'm not patting myself on the back, but I'm just saying, we're getting to the point. Going to get to the point now. Okay, here we go. So three, three things. So it's all very well. There's a cost. And, uh, uh, and we've talked about the, uh, the worth. So we, we want to be, I want to be, I don't know about you, but I want to be like David. I, I will, I do not want to give God that which costs me nothing. I want my sacrifice, my life, to reflect his worth. He's worthy, right? So... We've looked at the cost of consecration. So how then? And this just a quick practical. Uh, and you'll find that every week I speak, it's going to overlap. It's going to overlap. It's going to overlap. And there's a purpose in that. Uh, first thing I'd say is, if, if we're going to count that cost, we're going to live that, we're going to present clean hands, pure heart, not lift our soul to an idol, we need a revelation. You and I need a revelation, a fresh revelation. We just need Jesus to reveal himself anew today. Uh, I, this morning, as I, as, as I walked across West Park at quarter past six with our dog Maggie, and I walked across the park, and the sun was already out, there was one other dog walker, no runners, there was me and one other dog walker on the whole of West Park at quarter past six, well at that moment that's what there was, I, 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 was, I just asked God that I might have a fresh revelation of Jesus in my life, forgive me God if I've lived my life and other stuff has crowded you out. It's so simple. And just, we need a fresh revelation. And I prayed that this morning. 
And what I'm saying is that you and I, we need to come back again and again and again and say, Father God, forgive me. My heart's been diluted. I find my, my I'm, I follow this, I follow that. Or, or I've given up on this, I've given up on that. But I come back to this morning, show me yourself afresh. Who you are, how good you are. And I, Now it's easy, walking across the park and the sun is shining, it's coming up. The, the birds are tweeting, the woodpecker was going brrrr. That's a lesser spotted woodpecker on the other side. And another one's going, wink, 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 wink. That's a green woodpecker on the other side of the path. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I'm not going to do it again. But um, it's great. You can acknowledge God, can't you? But I've done that before. Uh, not at six o'clock on a dark morning. I do it a bit later, seven o'clock on a dark morning. And uh, in the rain. And got round as quick as I could. But... Um, it, it, but it, it is asking God for a fresh revelation. So you and I can do that every time. We can do that today. And, and you and I need to. And, and this is what John had on the Isle of Patmos, the book of Revelation. He has a fresh revelation. That's why it's called Revelation of who Jesus is. And in John chapter, uh, Revelation chapter 5, he says, Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Read Revelation chapter 5 and onwards. There's this, I, I know there's lots of end time prophecy. There's, there's, I get that. I, I acknowledge that. But it's, a, it's also a book on a revelation of who Jesus is, how worthy he is, and how he's got his hands on all history, eternity, and creation, and not to worry or give up because he's worthy. He's worthy. And John says, woe is me, and realise the cost of his life as he acknowledges the worth. So we need a fresh revelation. It might not be quite like John's on Patmos. Mine wasn't as a walk the dog, but I just felt my heart being touched again to think, do you know what? Yeah, thank you, Lord. I just need to know you're fresh today of how valuable. Just create an awe, a wonder. It'll just restore some wonder to you. I don't know about you, but when I first became a Christian, it was, that first week was wonderful. It was awesome in the sense of how amazing God is. Now I realise every day it can't maybe always be wonderful. You stubbed your toe in the bathroom or something like that. I don't know what you've done. You're getting in the car, don't start. I, I realise that, but it's just restoring the awe and wonder of God again, week by week, day by day, year by year. And uh, revelation. So a second thing you see there, so how do you do that? You, you need to keep a rhythm. You'll hear me talk about that again and again and again. We need a rhythm, a rhythm of coming back to God. This is discipleship. So the Western church struggles with the, the one big theme. It's called discipleship. So um, Andrew and I have been to so many conferences that say everyone struggles with discipleship. How do we do discipleship? And so we do lots of courses, and we realize that the course helps, but it doesn't last. Because discipleship is a lifestyle. It's a journey that you and I walk ourselves. And what works for you might not work for me. And when we grapple with that and see Jesus, then you start your journey. It's amazing. It's as great as that. And so part of that coming back, it's coming back again and again and finding a rhythm. Your rhythm, for me, it might be that point in the morning. Sometimes it's in the shower when I wake up. And on the days that I walk Mags, our dog, it'll be on the park. It's not like that every day. And, but I'm finding a rhythm of coming back to him again and again and again. You heard my Helen talk about Read, speak to me, Lord. My heart's open. I want to listen. I guarantee if you can develop that type of rhythm, you'll start to acknowledge the wonder of who God is. It's amazing. Amazing. I encourage you again and again. Um, interesting, this morning, 
the uh, Bible app. I opened it up. I was walking around the park, and it had rhythm of reflection. They used this term, a rhythm of reflection. And so each verse of the day on the Bible app helps you. The idea of that, why? To give you a rhythm of reflection. I love that. Come back again. And so as we worship, as we give our life, we have those, that moment and we live that day and we live that week and we live that year. We're coming back to him again and again. And Jesus is the living God. The Holy Spirit's alive. He loves to be with us. Uh, and this is what happened. The third thing I would say is this. We have a refreshed heart. If, if we, we, we seek revelation, we develop a rhythm of reflection, of coming back to him again and again, loving him, honouring him, speaking to him, listening to him, seeing him in his word, uh, appreciating him, beginning to be thankful, then you, you find that your heart gets refreshed. Your heart will be refreshed. You'll be renewed. you become renewed. You'll find your heart will be set aflame. You'll find that Jesus becomes new again. You, 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 you appreciate who he is. You hear him for that moment. He'll speak into your life. You'll, 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 you'll realise that he is alive and you're alive in him. How beautiful is that to be refreshed, be renewed day by day. Uh, now with this, I, I'm going to... Uh, 24 minutes. 24 minutes. I, I, and I, I say that because we're going we're gonna to stop in, in, uh, in another moment. And it's this. We've got to remember... Our relationship with Jesus is not a drive-through, it's a meal. It's a sit-down meal. That's not my own thought. I heard a speaker speak that, share that, and I thought, wow, that's so true. That is so true. Our relationship with Jesus is not based on a drive-through, but it's a sit-down meal. Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice... That's interesting because this morning's about hearing his voice. Andrew shared about that. Helen shared that. Alex has shared that. Three people have stood this morning saying, God is speaking to us about hearing him. So that's incredible. That's really amazing. So Jesus said, if anyone hears my voice and then gets the revelation, opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Isn't that amazing? Sit down meal in the east. You had no drive-through. You sat down and had a meal. And there was a big preparation to have a meal. I come from an Italian family, massive preparation. They spend all day preparing the meal. Then you sit down the rest of the day and into the night to eat the meal. It's, 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 you, you eat to get, it's massive, and you may come from a cultural tradition that does that. And so, uh, we, so for you and I, don't be surprised if, we, if uh, I'm not saying this disparagingly, if I turn up to whatever, it's not a drive through. Have a nice day. <laughs> Put my little peak cap on as you leave. I know we often say, be blessed, have a great week. But we're not saying it that way. But it's, but it's, it's not a drive-through. There's nothing wrong with a drive-through now and again. I do the odd drive-through. But I don't live on drive-throughs. I live on sit-down meals. I live on sit-down meals. Best, best meal of the week is our Sunday meal, where the, all the family sit down. And I've, I've I had that as a child. We still do that. And we, we get all our family get together. And that's for me, it's the best, best time. And we have a chat and we talk and kids cry and, and it's great. And <laughs> we laugh and we're not playing the garden and do all sorts of stuff. I don't know what it is. But, um, and for you and I, we've got to just realize that our rhythm. So I'm not saying you spend hours and hours and hours, but there's got to be a sense of worth so that I can give him worth ship. Let's pray together. God bless you.
the worship team could come uh, again. That'll be great. With this, we're going to seal. We're going to open our hearts, continue to open our hearts, just going to pray and seal what God wants to do. Do you want to be refreshed of heart this morning? Do you? Then maybe we need a fresh revelation of who Jesus is. Maybe we need to get, maybe you've already got a great rhythm of relationship. I commend you. God bless you. Continue in that. That's your walk, your journey of loving Jesus. Then keep doing that. Come back again and again. I commend you because he will never disappoint. He says, I'll sit down and have a meal with you. How beautiful is that? And in the psalm says, he prepares a table for us in the midst of our enemies. The meal even helps us in the most challenging moments of our lives. I don't know about you, but when I get stressed, I don't want to eat very much. But Jesus says, no, sit down with me. I'm going to have a good meal with you. It's amazing, isn't it? When you're really stressed out, as a Christian, we sometimes think, oh, I, you know, I can't do this. Uh, I've met people who say, I need to go on holiday from church. And I, I get what they say, but, but, but Jesus sit down and have a meal. My relationship, feast with me. And for you and I, there's, there's a moment, there's a coming again, giving our hearts, giving our time, giving our talent, giving our treasure, coming to him, saying, Jesus, I want to be with you. Show me your glory. Show me who you are. I give you my life. Forgive me if I've not honoured you. And you know what happens? As you develop that rhythm, you'll begin to grow in your journey of relationship with him and your heart will be refreshed. Father God, thank you this morning. I thank you for people here today in the, in the heat of this morning. Just thank you for open hearts and open lives. And I thank you, Lord. We just open our hearts and our minds to you, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit. The fact that we're here, we're here today. We've taken the time. We've got the desire to assemble together because we want to be with one another but we also want to acknowledge you. You are the greatest person in our lives, Jesus. We want to honour you and see you afresh. So this morning, would you just give us a fresh revelation of who you are? You're so worthy. You're the lamb seated on the throne, the one who gave up his life. You are the resurrection and the life. You're the one who's coming back for us. We thank you that greater are you that's in us than who he's in the world. We acknowledge you are the creator of all things. You only have to say the word and it will be done. You spoke the word and the whole universe came into being. You hold the stars, the universe, the Milky Way, all that is, all of matter, all of creation, everything that is, that can be, that is in the very palm of your hand. And yet you know me by name. You know me by name. Creation, the universe, you contain it all and have more than enough to spare in my heart and life. How amazing you are, Father God, that you should send your one and only Son for me. You acknowledge me, the speck of all specks on a speck of a planet in the universe. How incredible that you would take the time, that you would notice us, you noticed the struggling one this morning. You noticed the person that, is, that feels like giving up. You noticed the person that is feeling exhausted or sick and unwell. You care about every individual. Well, no matter where we are in life, nothing goes unheard. Nothing goes unseen, Father God. Your heart is not so hard that it's difficult to move you, but you are moved. Jesus often wept for those he loved. You love your creation. Father God, you are worthy. You are awesome. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. Give us a fresh revelation of all of that. 
drop that into my heart this morning afresh. Forgive me, Father, if I've let other stuff get in the way. Forgive me, Lord, if my heart has been given to other things other than you. I acknowledge this morning that I need you, Jesus, and you love me. This morning, we want to have a table with you. Oh, and Lord, pray, I pray, I pray that each one of us will be able to develop our own rhythm of relationship, of coming back to you again and again, again and again, again and again, that we might grow and love you and honour you and live for your glory. And whatever that means, in this auditorium, there are so many people. If we were all to live, each one, for your glory in our own way, what would that be? What would that look like? What would that achieve? Amazing things could happen. Amazing things will happen. Oh, Father, we give our hearts and lives to you. Stir us afresh in the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray. For the glory of Jesus, your one and only beautiful Son. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Let's sing together as we close. May you have a wonderful week. May you know the presence of God. May you know the power of the Holy Spirit. May he answer your heart's desire. Don't feel that you have to rush away this morning. Stay with us. We're serving coffees and drinks in the garden. Um, sign up for our decade party. We'd love to see you. Let's stand together as we seal that which he's saying about our heart. Salvation belongs to our God.